Hello, and welcome to Pragmatic Live. I'm Bradley Ormsby, and today we're bringing you the first episode of a four-week podcast series titled The 30-Day Launch Plan. Presenting this series is Pragmatic Marketing Instructor Dave Daniels. So, without further ado, here is Dave Daniels with part one of the 30-Day Launch Plan. Hey everybody, this is Dave Daniels with Pragmatic Marketing, and welcome to the Launch Clinic Podcast. This is my first attempt. I hope everyone loves it. And today's topic is the Product Launch 30-Day Plan. So what do you mean by the 30-Day Plan, Dave? Well, a lot of feedback that I get when I'm teaching seminar uh, seminars for pragmatic marketing, particularly in our launch class, is they're looking for a blueprint to help them with the planning. Now in the launch class, we go into much more detail, but generally speaking, what they're looking for is just a really high overview of how do I start to map this out and start thinking through it. And as I thought about it some and chatted with some of the attendees, I came up with this idea of what if we could come up with a, a plan, if you will, a, something you could work on each week and by the end of the month, week by week, you'd wind up with a 30-day planning process. So I started to look at this and then break it down into the basic essential parts. So if I were going to be focusing on a product launch, here's the minimal set of things I'd be, be looking into. Think of it more like a quick start guide, but it's not an absolute. Things will be need to be adapted for uh, your product category, the markets you serve, and so sort of the, the organizational structure that you have. But this will be a good framework, a good guide to help you get started. So let's get started to help you with your with planning your launch. And this is the items I want you to cover in week one. So I'm going to break down week one into four basic elements. Element one is defining your launch goals. Element two, prioritizing your launch resources. Three is refining market segments. And the fourth element is consider and walk through different launch strategy options that you might have. First, let's talk about launch goals. Now, I, I got to tell you, it shocks me when I teach class after class after class, literally thousands of attendees. And what shocks me is how few companies have prescribed, defined launch goals, as in this launch is going to expect to accomplish A, B, and C. And it's going to do this within this period of time. So what you have to do is if you don't have launch goals, anything's up for grabs. You can throw anything out there. Any program will work. Any, any, anything at all will work. So what's good enough? When are you finished? How will you know you're getting there? So what are the metrics? How will you define success? And then what is the deadline? When do you expect to accomplish those things? So when I'm talking metrics, the obvious things would be things like revenue. Did we sell what we wanted to sell in a certain period of time? But also consider other metrics, maybe obtaining reference customers or getting product reviews on the favorite site where your customers go. Whatever you do, the very first thing you have to do is sit down with the team and come up with a consensus of what your launch goals are. What are you trying to accomplish and how long are you going to take to get there? 
What the goals allow you to do is provide focus. It gives you a focal point on what you're trying to achieve. And it acts in many ways like a filter. It helps you decide what you should do, and it helps you to decide what you shouldn't do. Now that you've come up with what your launch goals are, and by the way, it may take a while for your team to wrestle that one down. A common launch goal is, well, let's just see if we can sell as much as we possibly can, and that will not give you the focus that you need for a successful launch. So the next thing I want you to be thinking about is where does this launch fit in a prioritization scheme? Is this a major launch where you're going to be changing the trajectory of your company? Or is this an incremental rollout of an existing product where you're just trying to nudge something new out there, but it doesn't really warrant any big push for resources? See, every launch can't have the highest priority. And what if you have multiple products that you're, you're dealing with in terms of launching? You know, a portfolio of 5, 10, 50, 100,000 products. You can't launch everything as the highest priority all the time. So when is the highest attention needed? And when I mean attention, I'm, I'm thinking of resources. So where are we going to place our bets on people, on time, and on money to help us achieve those launch goals? An easy way to look at it is by the impact the launch is going to have either on your market or on your business. Let me explain. A very simple way of coming up with a, a tiering approach for launch resources, and what I mean by resources are marketing communications, uh, anything around creative, sales enablement, promotional activities, you know, how much energy is your organization going to put into this? And a simple way to think about it is a tiered approach. Tier one would be your highest priority. All hands on deck. This is our, our primary focus. So you can't have tier one launches all going on simultaneously. A tier two launch, ah, you know, less resources, still important, but a tier three would be the lowest priority. Those would be things like trickling out uh, new releases of your product that are incremental in nature, bug fixes, and so forth. Now, how do you determine a Tier 1 versus a Tier 2 or a Tier 3? Think of it in terms of two variables. One is, what's the market impact this launch will have? Also consider, what's the business impact this launch will have? So market impact is an external point of view, business impact an internal point of view. The way that I, I like to look at it is like it's a simple chart where you have the y-axis going north and that represents the business impact and then you have the market impact on the x-axis. So your y-axis is business impact, x-axis is market impact. And think of it like three bands, kind of like a rainbow uh, across there. So in, across that X and Y points in the positive quadrant. So a tier three would be the lowest. It would be closest to zero. The market impact is relatively small and or the business impact is relatively small. On the other end of that spectrum is the tier one launch. And a tier one launch means it has either very high market impact, 
or it has very high business impact. So market impact, you're making some big splashes, you're making a big change, you're trying to impact and change the world. This is a tier one launch. Now naturally, a, a big market impact could definitely have some business impact internally in terms of revenue and so forth. But the business impact could occur at a very high level, but there not be very much market impact. Let's say you're about to launch an updated version of your product. Let's say that what's really occurred is not a whole lot of visual improvement to the product. Maybe there's a feature or two in there, but from a market point of view, from your customer's point of view, there really isn't a lot of change. But the business impact is huge because you've made a gigantic investment in updating the infrastructure, incorporating new technologies, um, preparing for, for business growth. Now, the business impact is huge because if this gets messed up, then it will trickle into market impact. The market will not be happy with you. So in this case, the visual aspects of the product haven't changed much but the business impact to your business is huge so what we want to do is tier that up real high too as a tier one all hands on deck let's make sure that this goes very very smoothly the third element I want you to be thinking about is refining your market your target market segments who are you going to at going after where is your focus going to be you can't go after every market segment simultaneously and expect to have results. You have to have focus. A focused approach is to target on market segments that have a pressing need to solve the problem you solve. It's not for everybody. And if you think of it in terms of a level of intensity, some customers have a very high need to solve the problem that you solve and it gradiates down to meh, some, some kind of think it's interesting, but they're not going to act now. The key is to narrow your focus of all the market segments you could go after to identify that one market segment, that one target market segment, where there's a higher population of companies or individuals that have the most pressing need to solve that problem you solve. You can't do everything for everyone, and you shouldn't try to. You should stay singularly focused on your product launch goals. And if you narrow it down to a specific target market segment, that will give you even further focus on what you're trying to accomplish. Is there a single market segment that would enable you to achieve your launch goals faster than others? as you approach them, they're already tuned in to making sure that they want to address this issue and you say, hey, I have the ability to solve it right now. Also consider what defines the ideal sales opportunity. Within that market segment that has the most pressing need, you should be able to define that ideal sales opportunity. What are the conditions that I'm looking for? What are the problems that they are trying to address? What are the environments that I'm looking for? Uh, is it the size of the organization? Is it their technical infrastructure? Is it the vertical business that they happen, happen to be in? 
And while you're going through this process of, of working with your team to consider the target market segment for launch, that doesn't mean we're not going to accept business deals that come in in other segments. It just means that our the focus on the launch-related programs are going to be zeroing in on that target market segment. Right? You know, think, for example, like... Um, Toyota's Scion brand. One of one of their hottest vehicles is the uh, the the little sort of toaster looking one, as my kids like to talk about. It's a cute little vehicle. It was uh, XB, and uh, it's targeted. All their entire brand is targeted to, uh, you know, right out of college or maybe high school kids and Toyota families, and they're trying to bring them along to get their first car. But it turns out that a surprisingly high percentage of people who are not in the target market segment for this product buy. People who are in their 50s and 60s because they find the vehicle very easy to get in and out of. It's comfortable, it's easy to park and drive, it's economical, and it has makes them feel young again. Now Toyota doesn't target that particular segment. They target more of a, of a youth market segment. They still take the money though from the people who want the who are older and want an XV. They don't turn them away at the door. All right, so let's recap here. The first thing I asked you to do is to sit down and really think about what your launch goals are. And, and there shouldn't be 12 launch goals. There should be a really small number. I mean, we're talking one, maybe two or three launch goals. They, the metrics should be very specific. I should be able to track it. I should be able to get the data. And I should know if I'm on the right course. Then we talked about finding the target market. So what is the target market segment that has the most pressing need to solve your particular kind of problem? Because that will allow you a much smoother and faster path to achieving those launch goals. All right. So now I want you to step back after you have that and consider how you might approach going after that target market segment. Now, every segment has basically three different, mm, I, would, I won't even call them buyers. I would just think of them as, as different parts of a market segment. Some people have already bought your category of product. Some people will be considering your category of product. And others are on the sidelines. They have no interest in solving the problem that your category addresses. Now, I'm looking for the people who have the most pressing need to address the problem and maybe are already considering my category. I could also target dislodging someone who's already bought in my category, but that, generally speaking, is difficult, it's expensive, it's not the best use of resources. So here's, what I, here's a common scenario. And I run into this a lot with earlier stage companies. And I'm going to use this as the backdrop, as an example, to, to think about it's just not you know lunches and logos and blasting things out and doing webinars, but it's a much more strategic approach to launch. Do you have a prerequisite that's needed for successful selling? Does something have to occur first like references or product reviews 
or approvals from thought leaders that your market follows. So case in point, let's take a look at, at a, a hypothetical example. And this often happens with early stage companies that enter into a market that's already established. But maybe their approach to addressing the problem is a little better. They've got a better mousetrap, they used a better technology, they've got some new innovation there, but they are fundamentally selling to a risk-averse market. And in that risk-averse market, it's really tough to find the crazy people who are willing to try the new stuff. A lot of times we need some kind of references to, in order to make sales. We need to have some level of established credibility. So here we are introducing a new product into a risk-averse market. We think we got the coolest thing ever made, but the only way I'm going to be successful is to have references. I have no customers for my, my new product. So here's what I could do. Here's one option, and it's, it's worth considering because I know it works. Quietly target your existing customer base first. Maybe you've already had one product out the door or several, and what you want to do is you want to find some friendly customers in your customer base that do have the problem, they're willing to solve it, and they're willing to work with you in your very first version of the product. That, that point in time when, you, when you're very proud of your product, but it may not be quite all there yet, so it might be not quite polished yet. The ideal scenario is if you can find some of your customers who also are in that target market segment that you're trying to penetrate. So start by quietly targeting your customer base under the radar, do whatever you gotta do to get them on board, get them happy, get them implemented, and get them referenceable. Whether they're willing to talk to other people, whether they're willing to talk to your industry analysts, if, if that's important to your buyers, whether it's to be featured in an article, on a webinar, anything that shows some level of credibility. You, because you see in a risk-averse market, buyers don't want to be first. They want to know that somebody else has jumped in the pool and they didn't freeze and everything's okay and it's just fine and then I'll jump in the pool. So once we have some reference customers within our customer base that we can leverage, then we can launch more aggressively with those reference customers into that target market segment. All right, so maybe part of your strategy in this particular example is I know it doesn't make any sense to, to do a whole lot of promotional activity and burn a lot of resources and money when I'll get a lot of attention and companies will take a look at my product and buyers will kick the tires and they will affirm with us that we've got the coolest thing ever but they still won't buy it because they don't want to be first. So wait get your reference customers and then go out the door. That's just one example strategy. One example. One last point I'd like to share with you. So we covered four elements there and I'll recap all of those in a moment. But one last point. Successful product launches have a focus. Think of it like uh, you know a campaign 
where we are storming the beaches of Normandy and there's a very specific focus. We know what we're trying to accomplish. Also remember, you can't do everything for everyone. There will be voices inside your company, inside your organization that said, why aren't we doing this and why aren't we doing that? And I think we should do this. And everybody will have an opinion. Quite honestly, in my entire career, the one thing I know to be a constant is anybody who's in a marketing-related function, the company believes they can do it better than you can. Whether you're a product manager, product marketing, marketing communications, um, you know, PR, everybody thinks you, they can do a better job. Pick a target, be highly focused, and go hard. Let your launch goals be your guide. Don't get distracted by things that are on the peripheral. So let's wrap it up and let's, let's review what I've talked about in week one. So if you go through the four elements, you would have finished your, your planning and your strategy th strategizing for your launch in week one. We're going to cover more in weeks two, three, and four. So by the end of the month, you'll, you'll have built up enough confidence and know your strategy to go after uh, achieving your launch goals. So four elements in week one. First, identify and get agreement on what the launch goal is. That gives you focus. That gives you an understanding of, of what you're trying to achieve. It gets entire alignment for the launch team. Two, narrow down your focus to, and zero in on the one target market segment that has the, the greatest need to address the problem you solve. Right? They look at what you've got and they go, where have you been my entire life? Let's go. Let's take care of this now. The third is consider what priority this launch should be. Tier 1, Tier 2, Tier 3. I've given you some general guidelines on how to tier them, but in your organization you have to define a little bit finer criteria to determine whether it's a Tier 2 or a Tier 1 or a Tier 2 and a Tier 3 to make sure everybody's honest and we keep everything in check. The third element is to look at your strategic approach to going after that market segment. What is the most efficient path for me to achieve the goals that I've, I've established with the team and the target market segment? Do, go, do I go around them and nibble on the edges? Do I go after hard and attack fast? Do I have to be a little stealthy? You know, how can I do that within the resources that I have the talent that I have, the skill I have, and I can optimize my results. So thanks for joining me. I absolutely hope your launch efforts are successful. I hope to see you at one of my uh, uh, launch classes that, that we give at Pragmatic Marketing. If you have any questions about the content that you heard today, go ahead and put them in the comments section below. Uh, we'll follow up with you as quickly as we possibly can. And please make sure you visit me at the Launch Clinic blog at www.launchclinic.com. Look forward to hearing from you soon. All right. Well, now you have some great insight on creating a blueprint for your next product launch. To find out more about our launch training course, visit the link in the description below. Thank you for listening, and be sure to come back next week for part two of the 30-day launch plan.